Hello. Uh, in this episode, we're talking about America. Um, the differences that I've found since moving over here between here and uh, the UK. It takes in TV, basketball, wrestling, Jesus, biscuits. Um, but before we get into any of that old shite, uh, let's listen to the mate bit music, shall we? really sure what I would have said in that intro because um, I always record them at the end after I know what this, the thing is going to be about because I'm not really too sure what, what this particular podcast is going to be about. I wanted to do a podcast because my wife is um, away for the weekend. It's So this, I'm recording this on the Saturday the 27th of Feb um, and so I'm yeah recording this on a, on a weekend that my wife is away. She's going camping um, and so... I, I wanted, you know, I was bored and I wanted to, I wanted thought it'd be a good opportunity to do a podcast. I've got a couple of vague ideas, um, but how it's all going to work out, how long this is going to be and, and what we're going to talk about is kind of up in the air. Um, I guess the first thing to address though, is the fact that it is you know, quarter past nine on a Saturday evening. Um, and I am doing what most people are doing, um, which is sitting at home on their own in their front room to podcast. Is that not... Is that not what most people do uh, with their lives? I don't know, next to their, yeah, sleeping dogs. Um, no, of course it's not. Most people will go out and they'll, or they'll stay in, but they'll, they'll spend time with friends. They'll still spend time with loved ones. But I, um, my wife and my dog aside, uh, in this country, don't really have any loved ones. Um, so we moved here uh, kind of November last year, um, and so vague acquaintances, but certainly nobody that I'd think close enough to, to kind of message or call up and say, hey, let's 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 hang out, um, which is a shame and which is something that I'm trying to address. But um, until that point, um, I'm just going to have to do podcasts in lieu of friendship. Um, I think that's how most podcasts are, are started, actually, to be honest, is just um, just to, just so I can speak. Um, because I don't really get as much opportunity to, to do that amongst friends um, as normal people. Um, but obviously with, with moving to America, that, that brings with it a certain amount of um, difficulties um, and changes. Because it's, it, it, it is a strange country. Um, it's a wonderful country in many ways, but a very, very strange country and kind of terrifying in some ways um, country as it is. Um, one of the bigger ways that it is a terrifying country, of course, is... is in terms of what's on the news um, every day um, at the moment, which is all election stuff, which, which all seems pretty pretty scary because you you kind of have an you have a perception of America um, in the rest of the world as pretty. I mean, America is one of the most powerful countries in the world, um, and there's a huge amount in terms of culture, in terms of you know trends and so forth that comes from. America. So you like to think that, and from films and TV and so forth, that, that America's pretty well adjusted, pretty switched on, and everybody knows what they're doing. Um, but then the reason that is, of course, is because 
you know, in terms of films and TV, which is a lot of the, you know, the, the kind of information that we get around the rest of the world, is made in New York and made in LA, and obviously they're kind of on the coasts and very specific places. And um, in between there, there's a hu- there's a lot of space. There's a huge amount of space in in between, um, and so then you get to. Um, you know, the, a lot of the, the kind of middly, midlin people uh, and southy people. This is going to sound very racist, isn't it? Very judgmental, but I'd, fuck it, who cares? Um, are, the, are the people that that would allow a man like Donald Trump or any of the other ones? It, it seems like the Republicans who are the who are the bad guys. That seems to be the the way that it's it's working out. That the Republicans are bad guys and the Democrats are good guys. Um, because Donald Trump is in the lead. Like most people who are, I guess, Republicans have said, of all the people who are, you know, running for the presidency, um, we trust Donald Trump the most. Um, And that's when you go, wow, okay, (laughs) all right. So we've been lied to all this time. America isn't that particularly um, well-adjusted in terms of those people, I suppose, in terms of those people. Um, in, in terms of people who would, and you see, he had that quote, didn't he, of, of that his his supporters are so loyal that he could walk down Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and they'd still vote for him, which seems like an odd thing to brag about because surely you wouldn't want those people to vote for you. You wouldn't want the people who'd be willing to vote for a, a brazen murderer um, to be voting for you—that's not the, that. Surely, that's not the demographic that you're gunning for um, as being people that you necessarily want. But um, why am I talking about politics? I don't know. I've had a couple of beers. So that's 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 possibly why. Um, but in terms of in terms of America, I mean, let, let's talk about America a little bit, shall we? One of the big things, and this this will be—I'm kind of getting used to it a little bit now. Um, but I don't want to because getting used to it says that it's okay. Um, and that's the tax system over here. Um, now, I am uh, blissfully unemployed um, because uh, I don't, haven't got permission yet from the government to work. Um, so in terms of the other tax and paying taxes and um, uh, sorting out your taxes, which is something that people have to do over here, that's not something that I've, I need to worry about. What I'm talking about is when you walk into a shop, say, let's, let's, I'm going to paint you a word picture here. I'm going to use my words to create a hypothetical situation um, that you can engage with and you can, you can put yourself in that position. Are you ready? Let's go. So you walk into a shop or a store, as they're known as over here, a store, um, and you are really hungry for some ham you want some ham you think oh you really go for some ham right now um and you see some ham in the chilled section because of course you've got to keep ham chilled um and it says it's four dollars and 99 cents and you think well hey wow this is working out pretty perfectly for old dan or you know insert your name there um because you've got a five dollar bill five dollar bill 4.99 you can have a cent or a penny, they still call them pennies, which is odd, um, a cent or a penny left over to do with as you will. Um, could be giving it to charity, could be um, giving it to a homeless person, of which there are quite a few, could just whip it at a passing car um, and enjoy that kind of cool, vague, kind of bendy, frisbee thing that coins do when you whip them really hard. Anyway, you walk up to the cash register 
you hand over the ham that you want and they scan it and they say hi uh okay so that is um five dollars and 22 cents and you think hello what's going on here then what's this because i swear back on the shelf that was 4.99 and what's happened is is that in between you picking it up and you putting it on the on the counter and saying to the shopkeep hello there merchant I would like to purchase this ham. What's happened is they've put tax on because they didn't put tax on before. That four ninety nine was Psalms tax, devoid of tax, um, which is an odd thing. Um, and so it's always a little bit more, which is consistently very, very frustrating um, for me. Um, several occasions I've I've got the right money out and then. They've said it's just, well, it is that money, but just a little bit more, just a frustrating amount more um, is what you need to pay. Um, and it annoys me because it's tax. And obviously the reason that they're doing it is because America is, is a different place to the UK in that it's made up of states. And it's obviously, you know, a jillion times larger than the UK. So the states are a lot bigger. And so with a larger amount of people, they say, well, you know, we want our own shit going on it is the united states it's a collection of states and so each state has its own rules has its own laws has its own taxes um for poor example um i live in washington state and that is a state that doesn't have a one of the taxes there's state tax and federal tax one of those taxes it just doesn't have and there's like nine states that that's that's the case for so it's all different states and different taxes and that same product that's say yeah five dollars 23 in washington if you went down over the border to oregon then that might cost five dollars and 12 cents or something so i guess the argument from the shop's point of view is like well we don't want to because then we'd have to print it up differently in each individual state and then it's going to change because it's you know state by state is different like which i don't buy because i just think well this shop is always going to be in this state there's not a huge amount of chance that this shop is going to sprout legs and just fuck off to idaho is it this is pretty much consistently going to be in washington where the tax is pretty consistently going to be this and so the price is pretty consistently going to be five dollars and 23 so why don't you just fucking put five dollars and 23 on the thing and let's forget about it just it does annoy me i'll be honest with you it does annoy me as you can possibly tell from the fact that i've i've been whinging about it um for some time um so that's something that's changed tv's a different thing as well over here we didn't have tv when we first started when we first got over here um but we kind of feel like if we you know if we're living in america and don't have tv feels like somehow we're not getting the full american experience we're not really you know diving into it with both feet um and so we got it and it's great it's it's wonderful in in a way it's it's both wonderful and shitty because we again again it's like the perception that we have of america or the u.s um, in the UK, is that American TV. Oh, fucking hell. American TV. How about that, huh? The Wire, right? Breaking Bad. Fucking Battlestar Galactica. 30 Rock. Parks of Recreation. Arrested Development. Game of Thrones. This is American TV. It's the best. Oh, there we go. Um... And it is, you know, I'm not going to take anything away from the quality of those TV shows because uh, the majority of them I've, well, I'd say about half of them I've seen. And what I've seen, I, I've bloody loved. 
It's been great. However, it's not necessarily it's it's the it's a it's a real just kind of bell curve. I think it's not necessarily that they have better TV. It's just they have more TV. They have far far more TV than we do in the UK. And with a larger amount of TV, there is going to be stuff that's better. But then there's also going to be a huge amount of stuff that's worse. And there is some real toot, some real absolute bollocks over here. Um, that is, I mean, they have whole channels of it. Um, they have channels that seem to be, thankfully, designed um, to be, you know, stuff that's, you know, you don't want to, don't worry about this. Don't worry about this channel because this channel is just full of shit. So just, just move on with any of the other channels. Um, like, uh, what's the one? Bravo. Bravo, just atrocious, just full of shit, full of shit. There's, the, it. I kind of just flick past it and just think, how how can it be this consistent that a single channel has such a small amount that I would ever want to watch, and that small amount so far is zero. Fuck all. Bear in mind that this it's because it's all just reality stuff. It's all just reality bollocks, and it's reality stuff in that, not even in that kind of. I don't know. I mean, there's been reality TV around for for quite a while now, in various forms, and and some of it's kind of workplace based stuff, like stuff at airports or stuff like the, that Australian one where they're all just super, like strict about what comes into the country, and they're like slashing up people's bags to find out if they brought some soil into the fucking country or something. Um, and so you, you've had them, but it's, it's just all of these... I mean, the, the real issue that, that I have is the amount of housewives programs there are. And when I say housewives, these aren't, these aren't programs designed for housewives. I mean, they kind of are, but they're about housewives as well. They're apparently about real housewives. And it started off... I mean, because I've, I've done a little bit of research. You're welcome. Um, so the first one started in 2006... So it's been going for about 10 years now. And it's basically just one of those awful, like, made in Chelsea, only way is Essex kind of, what do they call it? Like constructed rea- uh, constructed reality or some bullshit term like that, where it basically just means it's all bollocks, but it's filmed in a way, but the people are improvising and it's filmed in a way <clears throat> that makes it seem like they're, well, they're just filming stuff. They're just filming stuff and it's just happening in front of you. And that's, you know, these real housewives. The fact that it has real in the title, is, it seems like a little bit like they're trying to, you know, doth protest too much a little bit. Um, so it start and it basically the, the gist of it, is that oh they're normal people but they're just disgustingly rich just awfully terribly terribly rich because the first one was in orange county which i think is la or near la or something um and it has gone so there are now and this is something that i looked up there are now nine of these such shows orange county new york city atlanta new jersey dc beverly hills miami potomac or potomac which apparently is a um, a suburb of Washington DC, so that's I mean we're learning something at least. And then Dallas, although then uh, the Dallas one hasn't even started yet, so don't don't look out for that because it hasn't it hasn't happened yet. Um, and then just as a just as a a little sousson, a little sousson of these um, of these kind of car- uh, these kind of things. Um, let's go for a um, uh, an episode synopsis. Shall we? Shall we do that? I think that might be good. Um, let's have a look. Let's have a look at Potomac. Why not? So episodes. 
episode one. So this is the pilot. This is, and as anybody knows with any kind of TV pilot, this is all about setting up the characters, letting you know who the characters are, and creating a, a dynamic that you want to come back and see week in and week out. So it's telling you certain things, but holding certain things back, making you want to learn more, and therefore kind of tune in the next week. That's the whole purpose of a pilot. Let's see if this one does that for us. At a birthday party, and I can imagine with shows like this, parties crop up quite a fair bit. Um, A lot of their time will be spent um, partying. Celebrating Karen Giselle's manners are questioned. Wait, 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 wait. At a birthday party, celebrating Karen Giselle's manners are questioned. Okay, so this is Wikipedia, so this is, let's not judge that too harshly because that's just anybody, that's not necessarily the show. Oh, okay, okay, here we go, here we go. So Karen Giselle, that's not one person, that's two separate people, okay? So a birthday party celebrating Karen, and I assume it's her birthday. It would be weird to have a birthday, you know, oh, it's my birthday, I'm going to have a party celebrating my mate. Kenny, that's not going to work. So this is Karen's birthday, right? We're at Karen's birthday. A birthday party celebrating Karen, comma, Wikipedia, piece of shit. Giselle's manners are questioned. Right, so this is the first, this is the first storyline that's just really designed to really just grab you in there. Just really grab hold of your bollocks and not let you go because you're just so desperate to find out what's going on and what's happening and how, oh my God, Here's, here's the first bombshell. Giselle's manners are being questioned. Giselle is under fire from Sharice for acting not very ladylike in her home. Um, wow. I mean, straight off, again, it, it brings to mind The Wire. It brings to mind Game of Thrones in terms of the kind of drama that you'd find there. Of like, I don't think you're being very ladylike. Boom. Right. So what's going to happen next? Katie is trying to get her boyfriend to propose. And therein kind of lies a, one of the bigger issues that I have with these kind of programs um, is that the Real Housewives of Potomac is basically saying that, this, that what these women are, all these women are, are just housewives. They're just, they're just women who just live. And bear in mind, this is not me saying that the role of a housewife is not a valid one. That's not what I'm saying here at all. Not what I'm saying at all. Because there are a lot of people who I, I personally think that that's a very good thing, especially when there's kids involved. You know, I think it's a modern thing to think, well, you know, kids need all these things, so it needs both parents to work. Because I think, arguably, the kid is going to benefit more from having a bit more time with their mum or their dad, you know, whichever person stays at home. But if someone just says, right, I'm going to sacrifice it, I'm just going to, my job is now looking after the kids. Absolutely fine. I think more people should do that. But I would struggle to believe that these women are just at home on their own looking after kids. I kind of feel like they'd probably have someone to do that. So what their actual job is, is fuck all. And they're just sitting around getting drunk, going to birthday parties and saying Giselle is uh, not acting very ladylike in her home. Um, and so this kind of thing, Katie is trying to get her boyfriend to propose. It just makes you sad, doesn't it? it makes you sad, but gives you the idea that that she, Katie, like if if he's if he's not proposing, Katie, then that's that's fine. Why do you, why are you so desperate to 
to get married. I mean, surely that means maybe you're not a housewife, so you feel like maybe if I'm not married, then I'm not going to be lasting on the show too long. But, like, just get your own things. Do your own things. Don't define yourself by whether somebody proposes. Why didn't you fucking propose to him? Why not that? Why not let that be a thing? Katie. I mean, Katie's disappointed me already. She is, for me, the villain of the piece um, that we've constructed so far. Um, and she has the, she's got the longest way to go to, to win me around. Um, meanwhile, though, here we go. Robin Dixon, Robin spelt with a Y, because why not? Am I right? Who says you have to spell things properly? Um, must decide if she wants to rekindle her relationship with her ex. So they've, they've set up three storylines um, in this one. Um, Giselle's man is being questioned by Sharice. Katie, trying to get her boyfriend to propose. Uh, and Robin Dixon, who gets a surname for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe there's another Robin. She must decide if she wants to rekindle her relationship with her ex. Now, none of those storylines grab me in any way, shape, or form. Um, hopefully, they don't grab you either. Because um, then I'd, I wouldn't really want to be friends with you. And I want to be friends with you. I th- I, you seem like a nice person. The fact that you listen to this means that you're fucking outrageously cool. Um, it just it seems awful. Just seems awful. And what excites me is that the US viewers go from just over 2 million for the first one to 1.6 million for the second. So the, people are voting with their remote controls. They're saying, come on, I'm going to need more than this. And so what the show does in the second episode to try and um, get more people in or, or, or reward the people that have stuck with them here we go, let's see what we've got Giselle's reputation is scrutinised by Karen and Cherise now Giselle's getting getting it from all angles now um, Karen, who it was her birthday party, so she might just be annoyed that her birthday party got ended up being all about Giselle and how unladylike she is. So maybe she's just acting out of spite. I don't know. Sharice is still on um, Giselle. Uh, I don't know whether she's jealous. Uh, I don't know whether she has some kind of underlying uh, tension. Uh, I don't know whether I'm reading far too much into this and giving them a lot more credit than they actually need. It feels like it's just exactly the same thing. That's what could be happening as well, um, as they could just be doing exactly the same thing from one episode to the next. Uh, Katie taps into her Jewish roots. Now that's that's just a very, that's that's quite a um, I don't know quite an enigmatic sentence, just to kind of sprinkle in the middle there. Katie taps into her Jewish roots. Um, I I kind of want to know what Katie's done with that um, so she was trying she was the one who's trying to get her boyfriend to propose I don't know how she's she's gone dewy um maybe I don't know I mean I don't know enough about the Jewish faith to, to even be able to make jokes about it that, that wouldn't come off as um super racist uh, a couple of things I was thinking of then um but yeah, just it taps into her Jewish roots so that's fine that's uh, what did you do this week Katie well aside from my very important job as a housewife. Um, And also, finally, the ladies meet Ashley, who attempts to break into the Potomac Circle. I kind of feel like this is is where it it all kind of descends into a lot more awfulness than than it was originally set up to be. Um, Because it sets up this kind of groups. It's like Mean Girls. It's like a a real-life Mean Girls. And they've looked at that film and not really taken the net the lessons from it that they should have done. 
Um, and they, you know, they're kind of scrutinizing Ashley and seeing, you know, Ashley, do you deserve to be a part of our group? Um, fucking hell, what are we talking about? What are we even talking about? Real Housewives of Potomac. I got no idea. I got absolutely no TV. Yeah, so TV's shite over here. Um, but it does have a couple of little nuggets that, for me personally, absolutely outrageously cool. Number one, basketball. I've been a basketball fan since 1995. Um, so, um, you know, died in the wall, you know, OG kind of uh, basketball fan. Got into it through the wonder of the uh, Sega Mega Drive slash Sega Genesis game, um, NBA Live 96, which obviously would have come out in 1995 um, to make the game seem futuristic, um, as all sports games um, tend to. And it blew me away. It, it's it's absolutely not an understatement to say that that game uh, changed my life, changed the direction of my life because I absolutely became obsessed with it uh, and obsessed with basketball uh, and kind of wanted to, to be a basketball player uh, for a spell until I realised that they kind of needed to sweat as part of their job. And I was like, not really a fan. Um, but in the, uh, in the times where I was, you know, kind of super into basketball obviously not a lot of basketball going on in the UK um, there used to be a show on Channel 4 hosted by Derek Redmond and um, Beverly Turner um, the lovely Be- Beverly Turner who I did have a bit of a crush on back in the day um, but that was just what, like half an hour every week um, and wasn't amazing um, as I recall so that was that was kind of pretty much all that the all that we could get. I used to get a magazine, um, which was something at least, but it's, you know, a sports thing, I think this a magazine can't be the primary way that you're getting, um, your fix uh, of a sport. Um, hearing descriptions of stuff going on is not quite as exciting, um, as watching it going on. So, um, uh, yeah, basketball few scarce, very, very scarce. Um, but over here, I, it's gone completely the other way. It's I'm burdened almost with an overabundance um, of NBA action. Uh, there, there are multiple games every single week. And I don't watch them generally in the evenings because the wife isn't into it. And I don't want to, you know, I want to spend the evening with her. I don't want to spend it separately as like, well, I'll watch the basketball and you, you know, do read a book or whatever. That's not cool. Um, so I'll generally watch it kind of maybe a bit in the mornings or a bit at lunchtime or kind of if she's out, then I'll maybe watch a game, but they just rack up, which has got to the point now that I can be incredibly, um, uh, wasteful, uh, with these games. I'm deleting some of them off the, the DVR sight unseen, absolutely sight unseen. I'm like, ah, I watched the thunder last week and I want to watch them again. If I could tell my 11 year old self, when I was just pathologically into basketball, that there was going to be a time in the future that I was just going to be able to delete basketball games without having seen them, just because I, I knew that there were going to be several more coming up. There's two every Thursday. Every single Thursday, two games on uh, TNT, TBS, I don't know, one of the channels, um, which is outrageous. It's absurd and wonderful. Um, so that's something that I really enjoy. And it's, it's nice to be able to, because obviously back in the UK, it's like it's football or it's nothing. And I'm not a big football person. Um, and so you kind of feel like, you know, you're kind of missing out on the the, the kind of general sports um, experience. 
because obviously a lot of people are super into it and they get a lot out of it and you think well ooh, maybe I should be into it but I mean football's boring that's that's you know the, the long and short of it that kind of decides the issue um, whereas with basketball I, you know, I watch it all the time it's it's I feel like a real man um, for the possibly for the first time in my life so I need to get a I need to get a basketball friend I think because I don't really anyone to really talk about it with um but obviously a lot more likely to find a basketball friend over here than I would be in in the UK so um uh yeah so that's going to be exciting um and then the other thing the other passion the other American passion that has been um rekindled and fondled and uh, brought to fruition uh, as twere uh, over here is pro wrestling WWE is uh, I've got so into it again so into it and it's it's I mean I'll I'll go with the disclaimer first off that I know that wrestling is shit really it, it, if you're looking at it in a purely kind of empirical objective way it is utter toss it is absurd it is entertainment without any subtlety whatsoever um and it is, it is for the most part. I think. I think the thing is, for the most part, it's done very badly. Um, and so, and it's the bad stuff that you that kind of sticks in your mind a little bit and makes you a bit embarrassed to to admit that you like wrestling. Because I kind of feel like back at home, it's easier to find someone who you know will say in a you know work lunch or whatever, or you're sitting around with people from work, it'd be easier to find somebody who said, yeah, I, I watch a lot of porn to somebody who said, oh yeah, I watch, I watch Raw and Smackdown every week. Um, which is a, a strange thing, but I feel like over here, hopefully it's a little bit more, a little bit more acceptable. Um, because it's, yeah, I, I think I need, cause obviously yeah, the wife does not, does not understand it in any way, shape or form and does not understand my, my obsession with it um, at all. She just she looks at it and sees sees the shitty parts about it, which is again, as I say, strictly understandable. Um, but uh, yeah, I really wish that I had somebody to talk about that with, and I, I I kind of feel like I can't even really talk about it on here because the chances are anybody who's going to be listening to this is just going to be entirely bored um, by pro wrestling, entirely bored by it. Um, but it's something that I've loved for for ages. I was thinking about this the other day. My first wrestling memory uh, was with my granddad. Um, and it was way back when, because he, my granddad lives, lived in uh, Staffordshire. So kind of in the Midlands-ish. Um, and they had a different ITV than we had in London. Uh, and the ITV they had up there, Central, uh, used to show old WCW. So he used to record them on VHS. So whenever I went up, there would be lots of wrestling tapes and I'd sit there and I'd watch wrestling with them. And I still, to this day, remember watching uh, an amazing match between Sting and Vader uh, in WCW. And Sting uh, gave Vader a Samoan drop uh, from the top rope. And I remember thinking that he was unto a god. Because Vader, as anybody as anybody with any sense will know, was a great big fat fuck. Really, really big fat fuck. And the fact that Sting got him up on his shoulders and just, oh, I was like, oh my God, this he's like Hercules. Um, and I kind of feel like that was uh, that was me sold. Because um, it's, yeah, I was, I was just kind of locked in from there. But then, yeah, I mean, as it, as it 
kind of sounds from that. Pretty difficult to, again, get your hands on um, wrestling stuff that I had to, you know, get my granddad to record it off his version of ITV. Um, then later on, Channel 5 did get WCW, which I was fine with. That was once a week. That was on a Friday. I used to record that uh, and then have tapes of that. That was pretty good. Um, and then in 2000, I remember it very distinctly. I'm getting very excited because um, Channel 4 bought a year, year's worth of, you know, the rights to, to show... What did they show? So they showed Sunday Night Heat. So it was kind of a kind of a B level um, show for the WWF at that point. Um, and certain pay per views. It wasn't all of them. It was Royal Rumble, Backlash, I think, uh, Fully Loaded, and Vengeance. I think yeah, and Vengeance. So it was like four pay per views over the course of a year. And then they had the following Royal Rumble as well. Um, and Invasion. I know that's 2001. Oh, so yes, they had a two-year they had a two-year deal, um, Channel Four that they um, bought, uh, and then WWF kind of fucked it all up straight. For, I mean, not that they need that massive Channel Four money, of course. I'm sure they they did all right. Um, but then on the first the first pay per view was Royal Rumble 2000, which again, as anybody will know, is highlighted by the insane um, street fight. Uh, between Triple H and Cactus Jack really uh, did a a huge amount of good in terms of uh, solidifying Triple H as a bona fide main event heel, Um, you know, worthy of of, uh, holding the belt and kind of carrying the company. Um, But also on that, they, WWF, as they were back in those days, a little bit pervy, which fit perfectly well with me as a, at that point, you know, 13, 14 year old, um, well into being, well into my kind of um, pervert career by then. Um, so it was absolutely fine with me. They had uh, a Miss Rumble swimsuit competition, um, which was just about kind of bringing women out, getting them to take off little dressing gowns and be wearing something skimpy underneath. Um, and uh, the king obviously was. Uh, was hosting it or moderating it or whatever you'd say um, because he's you know as, as big of a pervert as, as anybody who's who's ever lived I think um, and then WWF went and ruined it by getting Mae Young who at that point would have been easily into her 60s maybe even her 70s um, she she got her tits out um, and it was I you know if if I close my eyes and I'm not trying hard to not think of it, sometimes they do just still pop into my head. Um, just gross. Just hideous, hideous hit like a couple of cauliflowers in a hiking sock. Just absolutely awful and atrocious. And apparently at that point, Channel 4 just said, right, so when these two years are up, we are absolutely not going to renew um, our contract with Channel 4 because it's we just don't want to be associated with old women taking their tops off and you felt like kind of waving your hands and going it's, it's very rare that you know this old person's never done it young woman you know never done it even though they often promise that they will and there's lots of kind of oh she's going to take her top off and you kind of realise that absolutely no she's you know she's not going to do it at all because you know it's not that kind of show um but yeah, the, the decision was made, which was uh, heartbreaking in a very genuine way. Heartbreaking that I wouldn't get any more uh, WWF action. But now, even though 
at the moment it's going through a little bit of a um I don't know what's a what's the opposite of a golden period um a tin period uh, it still seems pretty good a shit period I suppose that's that's really what I'm getting at um in terms of the uh, the actual product um I'm absolutely obsessed and uh, diligently and religiously watching it every single week uh, and it's amazing um so that's a great thing about being in America um and the best thing because again the wife doesn't like it so I'll record it I'll watch it when she's out um that means that I can fast forward through the adverts because that's a big thing on American TV that there are so many adverts knocking around um too many adverts and because they're all about the same thing that they all get kind of they can all be kind of categorized into three um categories i suppose um there's adverts about food there's adverts about cars and there's adverts about drugs and there's very little else very little else it's food it's cars and it's drugs um, the food ones are absurd because they're all about how much food can we put inside ourselves for the smallest amount of money. Burger King at the moment are running an offer where you can get a burger, fries, nuggets, a drink, and a cookie or something, I think, um, for $4, which is the equivalent of, I don't know, just under £3, I think, um, which is absurd. Absolutely absurd. Under three pounds to get a burger, fries, nuggets, drink, and cookie. Just ridiculous. The most ridiculous thing is, of course, that I haven't visited a Burger King yet and partaken of that particular offer. Um, but yeah, absolutely d- disgraceful. Absolutely disgraceful. Um, but then, and then adding to that, adding to how much food that that people are seemingly putting in themselves, uh, as we can. Uh, ascertain from the adverts um then they never walk anywhere because everybody's got cars um including one of my favorite 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 adverts in the world because it's just terrifying and it's a real kind of darwin advert like there's a lot of things that a lot of i don't know offers or products or services or companies that get um chastised for exploiting stupid people like payday loan companies um, a lot of the time will be kind of people will have a go at them because they're saying, well, you're just victimizing people. You're just tricking people into taking these loans uh, and not realizing that the you know interest is like 1300% or something ridiculous. Um, whereas really, that's just kind of, it's kind of Darwinism in that if you're stupid enough to fall for something like that, then maybe, you know, we should be getting rid of you as a society. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe it should be kind of wheat from the chaff, you know? Um, and there's this advert that is, uh, that's all about crazy 88. Uh, and it is, it's, it, it really feels like a parody. It really feels like a Saturday night live kind of parody, uh, of a TV show. Cause it's all, because it's crazy 88, the, the the note that they gave to the guy who's doing the voiceover is you've got to sound like you're crazy. You've got to sound like you're currently drawing a self-portrait on the wall of a mental institution in your own shit. Um, that's the that's the kind of vibe that we're looking for here. So it's all, oh my God, crazy idiot. And basically the offer is um, that you can get a car. They will give you a car and... Um, all you have to do is pay them $88 and they'll give you a car. Uh, they will lease you a car and then you just have to pay $88 a month. 88 down, 88 a month, and you get 
you get to lease a car. And it's very keen to explain that this offer will work even if you have terrible credit, even if you've been refused loans elsewhere, even if um, you are the, you know, the worst person, unemployed, anything. It doesn't matter. You can come in, pay $88, they'll lease you a car. There's a huge wadge of small print at the end. Um, but you obviously not going to be read. Obviously not going to be read. And the kind of person that's going to appeal to is the kind of person that's in the adverts. They've clearly got like actual people who've gone ahead with it to, to extol the virtues as kind of vox pops, talking heads. Um, and it's all stories of like, oh, you know, my car got repossessed because I presumably because I couldn't keep up repayments on it. So I thought, well, the best thing for me to do is get another car. That's going to solve all my problems. Um, it's it's absolutely absurd. And those kind of adverts are not uncommon. Absolutely not uncommon. Um, and just that, yeah, every every third advert is a, is a car one. All about all these amazing cars, this amazing thing that you've got to... Because people don't walk anywhere. Can't walk somewhere. That's like almost a mile. What are you doing? Don't walk. I'll get public transport. Are you poor? Are you poor? Are you a homeless poor person? Is that what it is? Um, so yeah, a lot of car adverts, and then the worst ones are the drug adverts. Huge amount of drug adverts um, because they they so they they'll have this some kind of issue, whatever it might be, back pain or you know liver issues or erectile dysfunction, I mean, not so much that one, but like urinary tract infections or something, some kind of issue. Um, They will always have somebody in the advert um, who is, or a group of people who are just the happiest people in the world. They're all outdoorsy people. They're all very healthy. They're playing with their families. They're playing with their dogs. um, And everything's going really, really well. about half the advert will be them saying, oh, you know, this is the issue. And I thought that nothing could help me. But then when I tried tried diclofosphorate, um, it really worked. Or No, because they, they don't have, actually have the technical names. They have some kind of other name. Luponzonil. I tried Luponzonil and, you know, it solved everything. I was absolutely amazed that the change that it had in me. Now I can throw the ball and see the, in the boat with the sun on the, the, the trees coming down hey, with my wife. Um, so that's half the advert. The other half of the advert has exactly the same visuals, continues on the same theme of a, a lovely, a thoroughly lovely day out on the sun. Um, but the voiceover um, changes to somebody else and they just list all of the potential side effects of this drug. And the side effects are terrifying. The side effects are... Um, possible side effects might include uh, vomiting, uh, diarrhea, um, uh, light sensitivity, um, crippling headaches. The scariest one is... Um, one of the side effects might include suicidal thoughts and actions. Suicidal actions. It might cause you to kill yourself. That's how good a drug this is. But... On the other hand, that back pain's gone, so don't worry about that. And the the terrifying thing is, they wouldn't be doing this advert, they wouldn't be spending money on this advert if they weren't confident that it would work. That people are listening to that and saying, well, this small print thing is saying that I might be shitting blood out of my eyes if I take this drug. But look at these people. 
Look at how healthy they look. They, they, I'm sorry, I don't see any of those guys shitting blood out of their eyes. Do you? Hmm? Do you? No, no, you don't. It's absolutely crazy that people would would look at that and go, yeah, that's a, that's a that's a valid thing. I'll do that. Yeah, sure, sure, absolutely. I'll take that drug. I'll take that drug. But it's it's never like you should take this drug. It's always ask your doctor if luponzanine is right for you. Um, and then obviously, as as I found out from the Jake Gyllenhaal movie, Love and Other Drugs. You know, it's, the medical industry is all a, you know, all a business and a racket and stuff. So if the doctors feel like they can make money from it, then they probably will. Or if the drug company is buttering them up with whatever, then I don't know. Again, quite a terrifying situation. Um, so that's TV. Wow, I talked for quite a while there. I do have quite a sore throat. I'm going to take a pause right there. It's going to be seconds for you, but it might be minutes for me. I'm going to take a nice drink and um, maybe pop to the loo. Who knows? I'll let you know when I get back. Ah, no, I won't. There we go. Um, wasn't actually that long. Didn't go to the loo. Just had a, a, a lovely, uh, lovely glass of water. A little bit more. Mmm. Lovely bit of, uh, lovely bit of chopped juice there. A little bit of lamb cordial. Um, do you get this? It's a weird thing. It's, so the wife is the wife is out of town, as has already been um, uh, established on this podcast. The wife is out of town. And uh, it's like 10 o'clock, and I haven't had any dinner yet. Just haven't even had any dinner. Just don't give a shit. So I can't be arsed. Cannot be arsed. And when, it's, when I say I can't be arsed, what I'm going to have for dinner is chilli on toast. Now, the chilli has already been made, so that just needs to be microwaved. The toast is currently in bread form, um, so that's not going to take a huge amount of preparation. And yet, in spite of that, can't be arsed. Haven't even taken the dog for a second walk, so... Um, I'm going to have to have a, a, a half hour walk between now and bedtime, which is a bit of a shame. Mm. Another little sip of water. Um, I'm going to talk to you a little bit. I'm not going to bang on much longer because um, you've listened to enough. I think you've done well. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about Jesus. Now, Jesus is um, our Lord and Saviour. He's... He's a guy who is just, you know, he's just there for you. He's just there for you. I, I lie. I'm, I'm, I'm talking bollocks now. Um, I'm talking about Jesus. I'm talking about Lent. Um, so Lent is the thing that happens um, in between two of the greatest times of the year. Two of the greatest gifts, I think, that, that the Christian faith has given um, to the UK, at least. Because um, I don't really celebrate it as in the same way over here. Um, but in between Pancake Day, which is at some point in February, uh, and Easter, which is like March, April time. Um, two amazing times, because the first one gives you pancakes, and then the second one gives you chocolate, which is great. Um, and in between that, um, because Christians don't want us to be too happy, they say, right, you have to give something up um, for Lent because some story, I don't know, I don't know what the actual story is, but I think it's Jesus gave something up, maybe carbs. Um, or is, is this the desert thing? He might've gone into the desert. I think, yeah, maybe it's just the 40 days and 40 nights thing. Ali Baba on the 40 nights. Absolutely. No. So he, he went into the desert and gave up. Well, I guess he would have given up most things, water, um, shade, moisturizer, maybe, 
um, and carbs. Um, and so, obviously, obviously, as you can tell from my tone, um, you know, I'm, I'm confident that Jesus is bullshit. Um, however, the wife loves to um, adhere to Lent. Um, it's a good opportunity to give something up. It's a good opportunity to um, make a change in your life. And it's only, yeah, it's only for 40 days and 40 nights. And as Josh Hartnett proved in the movie of same name, um, you can give up anything if you've got enough willpower. And, um, you know, Shannon Sozerman kind of waiting for you at the end as like a, like a bounty um, at the end, something to uh, a gift that you can unwrap uh, at the end of that. Um, what am I talking about? So Lent. So what I've given up for Lent this year um, so the wife and I both did the same. So we've both given up caffeine, which is more of a thing for her than for me. So she's given up like kind of caffeinated coffee and tea, um, which she drinks a, a decent amount of, not a huge amount of, because I, I think we're generally pretty good for the most part in terms of what we imbibe. Um, but she's given up caffeine, and so I've given up caffeine as well, which is the only issue for me is that that eliminates the cola that I can drink. I would say Coke, but hey, could be Pepsi also, right? Um, so we've kind of got rid of caffeine, got rid of chocolate, which is a big shame because I do like a bit of chocolate. I'm not a huge chocoholic, but I do like a bit of a bit of chocolate. And the wife um, for my birthday um, was delightful enough to bulk buy me uh, a load of Cadbury's chocolate because obviously the chocolate over here in the kind of Hershey's Kisses sense is absolute dog shite not sweet kind of chalky um and is a an insult um to chocolate the world over um and she bought me a stack it's like it's like 14 or 15 bars of dairy milk it's amazing it's all waiting in the fridge every time i go into the fucking fridge it's there taunting me this kind of shiny purple goddess um just saying oh you 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 want me don't you dad you want me, you want me in your mouth. And I'm like, God help me, Captain Cadbury. I absolutely do. Um, so that's that's a big shame. Um, the wife doesn't really go for the chocolate so much, so it's not a big, as big of a thing for her. But the big one for me um, is biscuits. Now, anyone who knows me will know that biscuits are one of the purest joys that I have in my life. Um, I will happily consume biscuits by the packet load i mean realistically by the packet load if you gave me a gigantic mug of milk or a gigantic glass of squash um i could happily just absolutely demolish an entire pack of rich teas in one sitting and not even think about it not even break a goddamn sweat um and I was proving that, not with the rich teas thing, because they don't have biscuits over here. That's another one of the big issues that I have with this country. <laughs> not one of the big issues necessarily, but um, uh, yeah, that they don't have biscuits, that it's just cookies, just cookies. And now I love cookies, so that it's not it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. I love a cookie as much as the next man, probably more than the next man, to be honest. Um, but they don't have biscuits, because a cookie is... is you know, you have your normal biscuits, you have your, your everyday work-a-day biscuits, common or garden biscuits, and then you have your fancy biscuits. And cookies fall into the fancy biscuit category. You've got cookies, you've got bourbons, you've got custard creams, 
you've got jammy dodgers. They're your, your fancier biscuit. But you've just got to have your workmanlike, your digestives, your rich teas, your nice biscuits, your shortbreads, all of that as a, you know, there's a, there's a definite, very real appeal um, to the more standard, uh, plainer biscuits as well. Um, and that's something that this country just doesn't have. So again, the wife being the best wife um, that one could have, and I'll fight you if you disagree, um, bought me a load of biscuits, like had them imported. Um, I say she had them imported, she probably got them from Amazon, but, um, you know, paid over the odds um, just so I could have the privilege of having biscuits in this country. Um, and so they're waiting for me as well, along with um, some fake Oreos that I bought on my birthday weekend, um, but didn't consume um, for various reasons. Uh, and so they're waiting for me as well. And then she also got me these special Oreos that are like Oreos, but they're coated in chocolate and they say happy birthday on them. And they're only, it was like a special packet of like six of them. And I had two of them and they were just mm, outrageously good. Um, and so I've got all those waiting for me as well. Um, and the point is, is it's driving me mad because I don't have any snacks it's very difficult to find snacks. All I'm going for now, snack-wise, because I can't have biscuits and I can't have chocolate, is just um, chips and dips. And I, hey, I love a chip and a dip, but there, there is a real limit. In a way that there isn't a limit to the amount of biscuits you can eat, there is a limit to the amount of uh, chips and dips you can eat. Um, it really, it's, yeah, it's, it's affecting me. I find myself being a lot hungrier now than I was before, which is quite scary because that means that I, a, a proportion of my diet, my just regular diet that I needed, was taken up with, with Oreos. Um, but yeah, I felt like I was gunning it a bit too much um, with the Oreos. I needed to calm down. And so I used Jesus' death, not his death, his resurrection. Not his re Well, no, it is actually, isn't it? Well, no, because then it, it ends in Easter. And that's when he got fucked up. So is it something to do with that? Or is this at a different time and it just kind of works out? No, because if, if it definitely Easter is the end of Lent. So maybe he went into the desert before he got fucked up. It's like the bit in Thelma and Louise just before the end when one of them is sitting on the mountain just kind of looking out, just kind of, I'm going to have a little bit of a chill vibe little bit of introspection. I'm going to get to know my good friend Jesus. But Jesus, that's your name. Do you have another... No, I was talking about myself there. Paul. Genius. Um, kind of knowing... Because I guess he would have known. If he's God, then he knows that he's going to die, right? That's not going to catch him unawares. He's going to be pretty switched on with that. And so he knows, right, Easter's coming up. And Easter's when I'm going to just have the worst, just the worst Friday ever um, and just get the shit kicked out of me and then have nails driven through my arms and legs um, and just die on a hill with a lot of other, with with some criminals, just some common criminals. Um, and so he just said, do you know what? I just need a little, little bit of time with myself. I'm going to go out. I'm going to give up carbs and a moisturizer uh, and I'm going to have a little uh, detox wilderness retreat. I don't know. Why am I talking about this? I don't know. That's 55 minutes. I'm going to call it a day there. Um, 
it's uh, apologies for the the rambling nature of this. Um, hopefully, it's been in some ways interesting. It's killed a bit of time. It's killed an hour for you, hasn't it? I mean, that's ultimately all we can do. You know, just small distractions to um, you know edge us, shuffle us ever closer to the grave. Um, the next one will have a lot more because um, there were there were some bits like I want to I want to start talking about some uh, news stories from the UK because I used to really enjoy doing that in other older Dan casts um, and there's always a lot of shit going on um, in uh, in the UK especially on the uh, the Sun's website so I'll be uh, delving into that for the next one and then some trailer parks I want to start talking about trailers as well because I'm a big fan of trailers and it, it seems you know uh, makes sense I think to uh, make use of you know give it some reason why I'm watching all these trailers is that, you know, I'm, I want to talk about them and kind of hopefully turn some people on or off from uh, some, some trailers that they might not have heard of before. So I'm going to do that for the next one, I think. Um, and then obviously the next uh, Double Down cast, i.e. one I'm doing with somebody else, with the lovely lady wife, Tiffany B, will be for uh, yeah Batman v Superman, which I am really really interested and excited for um so yeah thank you so much for listening um yeah i hope you enjoyed it uh, i hope you come back and listen to uh, another downcast later on down the line but until then um be kind to people because that's uh, that's ultimately the only way that we are gonna have a lovely life um so be kind be nice be happy and i'll speak to you next time